0: Hey, hey, man! Welcome. Who do you know here? Oh, okay, yeah. Come on in. We're just doing a podcast. Yeah, no, it's gonna be pretty fun. There's gonna be a lot of chicks here, man. All right. Well, um, yeah. Hey, if uh, if you haven't met him, uh, this is Max, and this is also your co-host, Tryas. It's Trius. <laughs> yeah, it's Tryas, right. and we're gonna be uh, talking a lot about sports, man. Just grab a drink, sit back, relax. And uh, let's have a good time. Amateur Hour. And welcome back. You're listening to another episode, a championship episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast for people who have never played professional sports. I cannot contain my excitement. Ladies and gentlemen, Today was either going to be full of elation or full of sadness, and we have picked the good timeline. Things are turning around. For the first time since 2016, when Harambe died in that Cincinnati Zoo, I have felt joy. And boy, does it feel good.
1: R.I.P. Harambe.
0: R.I.P. Harambe. We've got a lot to talk about today, primarily the Boston Celtics taking the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean incredible i mean incredible so we're gonna dive right into that in a second and we're just gonna do we're gonna dice it up we're gonna scream i feel like screaming right now i just say we, <laughs> <laughs> we did it we did it we, we didn't we did it we did it we did it we made it out of the ecf this is this is i mean not to sound like the minnesota timberwolves
1: but this is this is what we kind of like hope for you know what i mean this is obviously not the end goal
0: but Man, this is a huge step. But you always remember who was in the finals. You always remember who was in the finals. Yeah. In winning your conference, saying that we were the best ones on the East Coast. Man, that feels good. First time in a decade. Oh, all right. So before we get into all that stuff, we're going to get right into the weekly highs. The weekly highs. So yeah, Max, let's start
1: with the weekly highs. Let's start with my personal high. And that's, uh, I get a, I get a, I get a, a nice bonus day out of this long weekend, which is nice. So not only we're recording this on Memorial Day, so yeah, you know, thank, thank you to all the veterans, all of our veterans, troops, but you know, I get, also get Tuesday off, which is nice. Wow. And, um, it's a it's a one of a couple bonus days that I get over the course of the summer, which is uh which is nice. You know, you don't have to use your vacation time, you don't have to uh you know allot any amount of hours, you know, it doesn't come out of your your check, it just uh it's just there on the schedule, which is really cool.
0: Straight, sure, you have a job that appreciates you? What?
1: Oh man. <laughs> weird. What's that? What's that like? Uh weird it's definitely a nice feeling yeah but that's so, great
0: yeah how, so how many do you get what you get like three two
1: yeah yeah they they gave us they gave us three totals as the first one
0: three days over the course of the summer
1: yeah over the course of the next couple months and they're paid yeah paid paid oh my god that's paid. great it was yeah, paid a yeah nice that. surprise a very very nice surprise yeah let me go to my sports high and you know buy my ensemble you could probably tell <laughs> what my sports high is. We've already mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but you know, Celtics winning Game Seven. We're going to get into that. Yeah, uh, Easter Conference Finals. We're in the NBA Finals, and it's just Ow! it's just uh, the beat goes on. The I tweeted out of the the Amateur Hour Twitter. Yeah. Uh, the beat goes on and man it just feels nice that you know your season doesn't end. You have something to to play for over the next 2 3 weeks. And you don't have to like stop talking about sports in the sense where it's like man, playoff basketball is where you want to feel and being at the pinnacle, the the final two,
0: having yeah, having won ha- your con- again, having won your conference. You beat everybody in the East. Yeah. And talk about a road too. The Celtics I think had Probably the hardest schedule in the entire playoffs
1: a oh, ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely the hardest of schedule of anyone
0: of anyone. Right. Yeah, I mean, you think and sure. again, we'll, we'll we'll break that down. But yeah, that, I mean, what a what a high. What a feeling of elation. I mean, how did you feel straight last night?
1: Oh, uh, a roller coaster of emotion. We'll <laughs> get into it, Max, because
0: uh, <laughs> although the uh,
1: the final result was you know made me feel exuberant
0: <laughs> good word thank you but, I, say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I say uh but uh the journey was in a sense like a little difficult to watch so <laughs> uh yeah so we'll uh we'll talk more about that yeah right after the the weekly Loves, man.
0: Oh yeah, we got the weekly. Oh, and then before we jump into that, uh, I want to just share another personal high. So this is uh, this is an achievement. Oh, yeah. I did the best dunk that I've ever done ever mm. in my life. I had a guy, no a guy literally threw it off the side of the backboard, like the thin side, like where the Aaron Gordon would be catching those crazy ones. He oh, yeah. threw it off the side, and I caught a lob off the glass, and I jumped from so far out, caught it off the side of the backboard, and then flushed it in. It was the best thing. One of the best things I've ever done. It was awesome. Were and you was just? It. I was elated. Were you just
1: uh, kind of horsing around? Like, after oh yeah, yeah. It was just, something? it was just
0: horsing around. Yeah, it was like in between games. And he's like, "Dude, have you ever caught one off the side?" And I'm like, "You mean off the glass?" And he's like, "No, off the side." And I was like, "No." He's like, "Dude, just try it." And then he, he, we did one. It like we missed. Like the lob is just off. Then we did another one, and you have no idea how high I can fly. No, I just, I felt like an <laughs> eagle. It was awesome. I just, oh, my God. Anyways, I just want to share that.
1: I'm like a bird. Away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, let's get to the weekly lows.
1: The lows.
0: Uh, Welcome to the lows. So for my personal weekly low uh Trey off pod right before we we're recording, I realized that I had gone throughout my morning without my contacts in. I uh, kind of a weird thing to not notice because I can't see uh, very well without them. But that's my low is that I have to pay a lot of money to see. It's ridiculous. If you're glasses, not born with
1: oh glasses, glasses prices, frames,
0: don't get me started. Insane, insane. And, and contacts, insane. The fact that we have to pay to play as people who do not have 2020 vision it's BS man. Yeah, I'm, and I'm-, I'm not here for big 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 bad eyes or whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> so for my sports low, I want to talk about uh the story that Shrey has brought to my to, to my desk. Uh, and it's about some beef uh between Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. These are both uh baseball MLB outfielders. Uh Peterson plays for the Giants and Pham plays for the Reds. Now, uh Pham and Tommy it seemed like or no, sorry, Jo. No. Well, that's the same guy. That's the same guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're looking Tommy at- and Jock. <laughs> You're looking at Siakam? No, I'm looking at Pascal. You're Pascal. <laughs> Pascal Siakam. <laughs> oh, I couldn't pick. We're gonna go by first name basis. First name. we're we're comfortable with these guys. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're gonna perfect. say so we're gonna say Tommy and Jock are I would say reasonably friends. Uh, but they got into an altercation in which Tommy Fam During batting practice, uh, you know, they're just chilling in the outfield. Again, on different teams, he goes up to Jock Peterson and slaps him. Now, why did he slap him? There's a video of him just kind of like he's there. He looks charged up. He looks angry, and he just pow right across the face. So, you know, it begs the question, well, what what the heck happened? Why did he do this? So, in several interviews with Jock, uh, we come to find out that uh, (laughs) Tommy and him were in a uh, fantasy football league. Now, for those of you who have never played fantasy football sports, um, you will have a roster that you draft at the beginning of the year. You play certain matchups. You have extra spots on your bench. And you have something called – in that way, again, you can have more players than you need every week. So you can select, a little bit of flexibility. And you have something called the IR spot. Now, the IR spot is where you can put an injured player so you can pick one up so you still have that flexibility and a theoretically full roster. Because as we know, football, there's a lot of injuries – and sometimes you don't want to drop that player if he's somebody who's really good, who's going to come back that season, things like that. Now, apparently, uh, Tommy didn't know that the IR spot was a thing. Uh, he just just whatever it was, uh, didn't understand. And so he thought when he saw Jock with his IR spot full that he was cheating. And if you, again, if you've ever played fantasy football, you know that cheating and collusion is all part of the game. Uh, it just happens every time. And so he thought that Tommy was cheating. Or no, he thought that Jock was cheating. And so he got mad at him. At some point, Jock decided that he wanted to share a meme about Tommy's team at the time, the Padres, which it was just about how they were not playing well, having a really bad season. It's a meme. It's a meme. And in the interviews, this guy is literally pulling up his phone and explaining a meme. He's like, well, I put this one here because it's doing better, as you can see. And then I put this one here as the Padres, because it's it's not doing well. Literally explaining to me, and that makes it not funny. But apparently because of that, that sent Tommy over the edge. And he said, you know, there's a lot of things that I'll put up with, but one thing is not disrespecting my team. So he left that fantasy football league in the middle of the season, which very taboo to do. You can just not set your lineup, but leaving? Wow. Wow. And then all that, I guess, boiled up into – the culmination of the slap and now and we then, have beef and then tommy Pham
1: got suspended three games for <laughs> that conduct by the mlb um which is funny because max he he mentioned that you know money is involved tommy fam did he mentioned that money is involved and you know you should never screw with somebody's money and stuff like uh, that uh, yeah,
0: and money's like 20 bucks
1: Yeah, and he he, now he gets suspended without pay for three games. So, (laughs) no, no, no. Uh, Apparently they're playing for they were playing for a lot. Jock said
0: you know they're playing they play for some bread. But okay, okay. So the Michael Jordan of fantasy football.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, even so, three games worth of pay that you lose because you're angry from a league two years
0: ago. And Trey is I know yeah, and this is a league two years ago, which I don't understand. And so then the meme when was the meme created? Recently? No, because he's not mm-hmm. even on the he's not even on the padres anymore.
1: Yeah, but he's still angry from when he was on the padre. I don't know why. Why yeah. now? You could have confronted him at any time and in this manner. Kinda weird. And it's so funny. The IR thing, Max, is so funny. Because I don't know what Tommy Fan thought about injured reserve for fantasy football uh, and what it actually meant to put someone in IR and pick someone up. What is this free spot in here?
0: Uh, <laughs> I guess I can't do anything with that.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny is that uh, it was all over uh, Jeff Wilson, Jr. I guess that he, that was the player involved. What? Jeff Wilson, <laughs> Jeff Wilson's like the third running back on the freaking 49ers did. That's so funny. <laughs> Why is Tommy fam angry about that?
0: <laughs> that's that's who jock had on his ir that's i guess that's the player so that's that like jock named up. yeah in in
1: his comments that's the player that he named about uh you know he thought maybe tommy thought that jock peterson uh no or, or uh jeff wilson was out in one site like espn or something like that but then not out in another site like say yahoo or cbs or some of like that and then was like oh you know you're you're cheating. Like you can't screw with the IR rules and everything like that. Like, I don't know what he thought. There's
0: no, there uh, we've seen worse as, as two people who have played fantasy football for a number of years. There's, there has been worse. There has been actual like collusions on trades, people intentionally dropping to pick up. Like there is, there is worse and it gets, yeah, I get it. Like it can be frustrating, especially again, when you put like 15, 20 bucks and for us, that's a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. But for, you know, uh, fam, Tommy himself, this is the quote and this is what Sharius was referencing uh, he said that there was quote too much money on the line and that he was messing with my money next quote I'm a big dog in Vegas I'm a high roller at many casinos <laughs> many many casinos I'm a high roller the highest <laughs> <laughs> and he said that he slapped jock and he because he said some stuff that he does not condone and he had to address it <laughs> Talk about whack beef, whack beef. That, Two uh, years, uh, uh, I had to address this. What you are vigilante. You the Padre's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the Padre's. <Potters. laughs> I'm. I'm <bad> justice.
1: <laughs> I'm bad fan. <laughs> I'm bad fan. <laughs> You already know that. That I'm trying to. I'm. I'm already thinking of situations because all my fantasy football team names are based on something that uh you know like i try to make it like current eventy like some meme something i can really meme um last year i did remember when that ship the uh ever given got stuck in the suez canal
0: oh yeah the thick boy that somehow just went
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um so my team name was ever given sunday
0: Oh. <laughs> oh that's good i like that i was
1: oh uh, yeah i had a terrible team but the name was great this year i'm already thinking of situations this is in my mind now as you know i got i admit as a potential team names so i gotta you know i can maybe pun it up a little bit and, and
0: uh oh yeah uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot of promise in here yeah, yeah there's a lot of promise sure. and, And for everybody concerned, uh, Jock did apologize. He said that he admitted to making the gif about the Padres and that if he offended anybody, he is sorry. So, you know, Hey, I'm a fan of Jock. I I think Tommy was out of line. I'm going to say,
1: I think he's out of line.
0: And again, he lost, he lost pay. He lost three games of pay. And for, for what? Yeah. (laughs) And the slap too, that was like a heck of a slap. Like he really like
1: reared into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that Tommy Pham is a fantasy football novice. He may be a high roller at casinos, but I'm assuming that he has not played fantasy football in a long time or has never played. Because and I don't, don't know, know if
0: he should. I don't know he, if people want him.
1: <laughs> yeah, after this, who's going to want him on the league? of any? This is just sort? like
0: James Harden on any, any basketball team. Who wants him? Him and Ben Simmons. Who wants him? I don't. All right. Well, speaking of basketball, let us dive into the meat and the potatoes. Get your forks. Get your knives. Let's talk about the freaking Celtics, man. (laughs) They won. They did it. Ow! They won. They won. I mean, I I didn't I didn't think. I mean, for a while there, they had me in the they had me in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, ah another lead another lead that we shall blow within the final two minutes yes yes good so game seven some parts of that game were some of like the best basketball i've ever seen
1: mm.
0: some of the plays that that happened and some of the scores i mean the uh, like marcus smart's behind the head pass back to tatum the cross court passes to open marcus smart sharing the ball getting grant williams involved you know getting Having everybody eat Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I mean, tough shots, a lot of them. Yeah. But way to come back and combat Miami's defense and then keep a lead throughout the entire game. But it, again, never feels safe, really. And we saw that in the fourth quarter when Miami started to come back. But what do you – I mean, how did you feel watching the game?
1: Um, It was frustrating. Obviously, you love the result as a Celtics fan. But the game itself was frustrating because – you get off to such a great lead to start the game. Right. And it feels like everything is flowing. Like exactly what didn't happen in game six was what it felt like they were correcting to start game seven. And that was, you know, an an exceptional start just able to get into transition as many times as they did. You know, I think of, you know, the first transition bucket with Al Horford blocking the three getting it into Jalen Brown, he gets the layup and then it just starts flowing from there. But then the one thing that, that, that still I'm struggling with the Celtics is that it feels like whenever they get up to a lead and this has been in the series, mostly because I didn't really see it a lot in the Brooklyn series. When I feel like when they had leads, it felt like they were sustainable and that they could continue to keep the, like, keep the score up if needed. Obviously you had two dynamic players that you had to deal with, but it felt like leads were safe in that series. The one thing with with this series that I had I had a lot of trouble with was when the Celtics would get up to a lead, they were playing not to lose. They were playing versus
0: to win. Yeah. They were
1: they were playing to stay up rather than to put their foot on the gas pedal. And it only felt like once Miami went on a seven or eight oh run, did the Celtics get back into how they even got into the lead in the first place? You know what I mean, like it felt like the ball movement was only better throughout the course of the game when it felt like there was more pressure risk. on them
0: to do it yes yes and and that honestly sure I agree is that the whole series it's when the Celtics lacked pressure. And this was the epitome of game six, right? It's a closeout game. You're up one. You can send them home in six. Not a big deal. When the Celtics lacked pressure, they lacked the the ability to perform. I mm-hmm. mean, across the board, they, they started. Oh, my God. The thing that killed me also throughout this series is that, you know, everybody's talking about the blowouts and the blowouts and the blowouts. Well, part of that was the turnovers. Mm-hmm. Celtics could not, for the life of them, take care of the ball. I mean, what was it? Game three, we had... Uh, like 24 turnovers. And we, we we talked about that. Yeah. 24 turnovers. That's insane. And then, you know, game six, we had a bunch of turnovers. Game five, game four. we there Every game, even when we won, we had a lot of turnovers. So eh, the fact that they won is, is amazing, but it could have been done a lot sooner had we taken care of the ball.
1: Yeah. I feel like the one thing, too, was in every game, really in every game one team couldn't shoot to start the game and the other team could there was no there was was... no um yeah there, there was no balance to the scoring to start games and that you know kind of attributed to how the games turned out is when the team can't shoot that always ends up coming to bite them in the back like even if they even if they get the you know the lead to uh, you know down to single digits or something like that, if they're not on a roll, or if they can't get to the hoop, or just shots are not falling, the team that's offensively on a you know on a hot streak is just going to end up lasting. It's just going to oh, last. Oh yeah, yeah. So it felt like that's what a lot of the series was was one team didn't get off to a good start. If the other team was playing catch up, and, but still not able to shoot well. And then the team that was just playing well overall would kind of, you know, lengthen that gap until game seven where it felt like. It wasn't. It wasn't like one team was kind of playing better than the other. Obviously, the Celtics went off to a great start, but Miami was getting to the rim, you know, after that initial punch, Miami Jimmy Butler, to, man. Yeah,
0: Jimmy Butler. And, I, and he, he's that guy. He looked like he could do whatever he wanted. And I mean, he's crafty enough where he was getting guys on the up fake. He was getting to the rim. He was, he was like dunking and one bam too. I mean, when bam takes it strong, he really, I mean, that's, that's tough to stop. And bam, some of Bams like jump shots. Like how, how are these going in? How are these going in? And the Celtics, I still got to give them credit, right? The thing that we've been able to fall back on really, uh, you know, and, and we're, we've talked about the issues with this, but is the defense. Our defense, when we are on and when we're firing and when we're locked into the game, it's it, it is, as far as basketball goes, pretty impregnable. Like we're we are forcing Miami to take some tough shots, and that I appreciate. Yeah. And it wasn't just Miami; it was the Bucks on Giannis, it was the Nets on Katie and Kyrie. I mean, the Celtics have had a hard road, and they've had to face some of the best offensive players and teams in the entire league. The one thing that we could always rely on, even in our bad shooting nights, was the defense, which is great
1: it's it's what you hang your hat on and what udoka has kind of put into the team since january is hang your hat on on the defensive end and let the shots kind of fall as they may yeah i still think we have flaws offensively like we're not the like overall like an amazing offensive team from front to back but we give ourselves a chance because on the defensive end, if we know that we can't stop, if we can stop the other team, we get more chances offensively to get into a rhythm. And even if it's not going, that's how we stay in games is people are, you know, getting to the rim when they need to after a great stop or, you know, the clutch threes by Tatum or Smart or Brown and that's how you keep yourself yeah. in games, especially yeah. when you're playing against really tough offensive teams, is not allowing them to score as easily as they normally would.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was okay. That, then that was Game Six for me. It's that you, That was the one where Jimmy Butler dropped how 47. many? Did you drop? Forty-seven.
1: Yeah, forty-seven, nine and eight, and which what I thought was uh, just an uh, eerie. After that game, man, and seeing the similarities between that the in LeBron what LeBron game in 2018 yeah no the LeBron game in 2012 game six against the Celtics UCF. oh the, the the this one yeah the mad face LeBron thumbnail picture yeah
0: dot <laughs> yeah. png
1: yeah <laughs> the uh seeing the thing the different seeing the similarities between those two games and it's kind of the mentality that Butler and lebron had i had an eerie feeling going into this game but i kind of resigned to the fact that like the celtics kind of can't do any worse you know what i mean like they got they've been to game sevens before in the ecf yeah so and and this team and this team has been to another ECF. so it's like this is as high as they've gotten so i was i like i resigned to the fact that it, yeah, no. it would be disappointing to not get over the hump. But
0: No, no, I disagree. I disagree. That. I, I, had disagree. That. I, I had that I, feeling. Th- that's that complacency is exactly what our problem was for so many years. I know, and but I, I had that it. feeling I because
1: it. I knew I, I felt in You're my mind no. that I was like there was like, I was like, well, after this, I was like, what's going to happen? I guess
0: we did. Even okay, this is true. I didn't say,
1: I wasn't going to say that, you know, I was still going to be disappointed in the fact that they didn't get over the hump, even though they had a chance in game six. But I was kind of like, I got to keep my bar low because if I just get angry throughout this whole game, then it's going to be, it's going to be. And the refs, man, some of those calls, some of the like in the beginning, oh, it was all us. No. Awesome in the beginning it was all us it was really poor like after that first stretch it was really poor like not able to keep your hands up always breaking down on jimmy butler and i was like man you got to stop doing that and smart and and the the amount of time like if you can't stop somebody don't why just would try, you follow them yeah. well just don't yeah a why would you follow them but also the the trying to take a charge all the time when even if you're not in position because like it's like Lowry does it smart does it where it's just oh my god Lowry it's just you know you're not gonna get into position but you try anyway and then that's another foul like that we can't afford to have and we had a lot of them we had a lot of those ticky tack fouls where you're like oh we shouldn't be doing that right now like especially when we're in a rhythm that type of foul doesn't you know it sticks it's not gonna you know what I mean like especially when you're that important of a player so man like I was I kind of was like man I gotta keep my bar low because the way this game is going and that's kind of my beginning I was like this is this could either end the way it always has or this could be a really great moment and so I'm glad it ended the way it did but I, but we I was, were in the
0: danger zone. We were in yeah. the danger zone of blowing another lead and and losing another game seven and sitting in the Eastern Conference Finals again. But that's the whole thing. Is like, why is everybody okay with that? Why yeah. is everybody okay with that? That is not the job that we came here to do. And if we lost, it, it would have been pain. It, it, it because this is this is this was our best shot to make it to the finals, and yeah. we did. And talk about a turnaround within a season. Yeah, I mean, we watched the, the first half of this year, or at least up to January. My God, I could hardly stand to watch the games. I was like, we look like the Celtics of old. It's ISO. It's turning the ball over. We have no identity. We've got no fire. And we were we were under 500. Yeah.
1: We were at one point 10th in the East, uh, Right, you know, in January, February, like 9th, 10th. And to make the run that we did and to click the way that we did. It's all honestly all props to to Tatum and Brown for Yes, kinda, for
0: stepping up and becoming leaders.
1: For stepping up, changing that not even changing the way they play, but understanding that getting their teammates involved and and being willing passers and not, you know, it's not about just being the person that gets the assist, but it's about being a part of the movement of the ball and being able to move without the ball. And those are those are things that it felt like they were doing. Like there was a couple of cuts. Like Tatum being able to move in transition, Derek White passing him the ball. There was another play where Tatum got an easy dunk after a really nice cut right down the right down the middle. Um and when he got double covered, he was willing to take get out of the double coverage. Like I especially think of in game seven when he got double covered at the top of the key and he kind of did this little like bloop pass to smart. And there was no one around smart uh, right by the free throw line. He put up a little floater. Like those are plays where in the beginning, it felt like Tatum would still hold the ball. He wouldn't know where to go with it. He'd get stripped right. and he put his hands up kind of like that, which in this game, there was a couple of times where I was like, Tatum's kind of disappointing me here. But in the in in the overall grand scheme of things, he's done better at that. You know what yeah. I mean? He's he's been able to 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 kind of from where he was last year, he wouldn't have done the same things that he did in the second half of this year.
0: And his passing, his willingness, exactly like you said, his willingness to make those passes and to share the ball and to get everybody involved is what made the difference. But we even saw within this playoffs how bad it was when he would decide to just straight up ISO. The Celtics and basketball, there has to be emotion motion offense. And I don't know if people are getting sick of just watching isolation plays. I don't know if that's a common sentiment or if that, that's still popular. But I know that personally, I don't care who it is. Watching somebody isolate is not impressive to me. I don't get excited like, yeah, okay, when somebody gets dropped, you know, like a nasty Jamal Crawford crossover. Oh, that's cool, you know. But to play your whole game like that and to have that be your go-to play, and frankly, it's boring. And we were at our weakest when we tried to do that against yeah. Katie against Giannis against in the whole Miami heat team. And that we saw, we learned a valuable lesson that again, it's team basketball that wins games. That's how Miami won games. Yeah. Jimmy Butler went off, but he made sure that all of his guys were eating. Right. Yeah. And PJ Tucker was huge to this. Max Struess, While he only shot 29% from the field, which uh, he hit some big shots. He He shot 30% from three. He hit some big shots. And you know, We'll leave out his um, Thon Maker game where he played like 20, 20, like 28 minutes and he was 0 0, 0, 0. <laughs> uh, He's all first team cardio. We'll leave that oh, one out. Oh, you mean Tony Snell? Oh, sorry, the Tony Snell, not Thawne Maker. Yeah, it's Tony, that's Tony a, that's Snell a name, all that's cardio a name game. drop
1: and a half though, Thawne Maker.
0: Oh, yeah. Love, love Go. some Thon Maker, yeah. But Thon Maker also he has become a cardio big. Uh, <laughs> I, don't
1: know, I don't know where he is right now, but wherever he some, is – Hats off to you, Donna Maker Picardia.
0: Look at him. Look at him run. And okay, he's running back. Oh, 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 he's going again. Oh, and he's running back again. Wow, look at this guy. That speed and dexterity, man. That's impressive. Hasn't touched the ball yet, but yeah, he's really got something. <laughs> the, uh, the
1: NASCAR game He just keeps turning left
0: <laughs> he just, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> He just
1: keeps running around in circles yeah. And
0: here's Thonmaker with another baseline cut Curling around and he's going to the other side His team still has the ball I don't know why he's on the other side He's coming around again and he's back Back on the side of the <laughs> where the play is happening And he continues around again Oh okay and he's going Why coach has not benched him I don't know <laughs> Okay, Shrey. So if you were to pick, if you were to pick to me, I mean, I just can't. I just can't. I mean, it, it feels almost surreal to me. I mean, as a Celtics fan, this is what we've been talking about, and all the haters out there, again, who are on us for being negative, we're giving the Celtics their roses. But you can't tell me that there that it was all pretty, that it was all it was you know, not. it was all roses. So I want to ask you, Shrey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what would you say? And it can be a concept, it can be a play, it could be a player. Can yeah. you give me your highs and lows of your thorny rows, whatever you want to call it, peaks, valleys, mix yeah. it up, of not just this series, but the entire playoffs in regards to the Celtics? Like, what, what, give me a high that you, something that you loved, and then mm. give me a low. And again, it could be, a, it could be, it could be anything.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'll start with my high. I think so, my rose. And I think that's, I think that's the, the evolution of of this team's ball movement and being able to get others involved. And I think we just talked about it with Tatum, but same with Brown, uh, and especially with Smart. Right? Like Smart oh my has made goodness, some key, yeah. Smart has made some really key passes. As a playmaker, he's really developed and he still gets into Spurs Max. And that's it. it It's not going to be – it's not my, like, full low, but, like, when I talk about game seven, Marcus Smart – do you know that Marcus Smart took six shots in the fourth quarter and he took the last five shots for the Celtics? What? Yeah. Tatum. I think – yeah, Tatum, Tatum I think, only took a shot – I think only took one or two shots in the fourth quarter. Marcus Smart took six. He went one for six. He took the last five shots. Celtics had an 11-point lead that dwindled down to two at one point. Um, no, uh, yeah and he still gets he still gets in his own head about kind of how he is as a as a three-point shooter and you know when he i when he needs to be aggressive and when he doesn't like when he can take the shot and yeah when it's going in it's all roses right when it's going in it's great but one i think he's at his best is even if there's like obviously when it's not like super open he shouldn't. He should kind of be looking to be aggressive, and when he is really open, obviously take the shot. when the shot clock is running down, he has the ball. He should take the shot. But right. when I think he's at his best is when he is aggressive, going to the rim. He can body a lot of the guards that he that are guarding him. You know what I mean? He can get him off his back. He lifts. Put up the little. He he's he's in the weight room. He's weight rooming all these other guards, right?
0: Yeah. When yeah. when
1: Tyler Hero's on him, body. You know what I mean? When, like, you know I mean? he can even get Kyle Lowry off of him, and that is a that is a man with a dump truck. Oh, so, God,
0: he's he's dragging a wagon. Oh, man. my Lord. He, he's he, no, he, he's just straight up chunky.
1: <laughs> so when he gets to the ground, I'm kind of like, hmm, interesting. You know what I mean? When both of them go to the ground.
0: When he goes to the ground, you're like, hmm.
1: You're like, hmm, how long? Oh, how long? Yeah. <laughs> Wait,
0: wait, don't get up yet. Don't get up yet. Oh, my. Kyle, Mr. <laughs> Lowry. Wow. That oh my god, Kyle Lowry's flopping drives me insane. I it just it drives me insane. I that that guy, that guy, some of the plays and some of the flops that he did are so egregious it's not even funny. Yeah, he but out he outflopped Smart in this game. He really did. In, the, in this series, he outflopped Smart.
1: Yeah, Smart had a good one in game seven, but Lowry, man. It was like every play on the baseline. Uh, that was ridiculous. But other than that like the playmaking from this team is my high i think the ability to not force smart to be the only playmaker but he he grows within that tatum becomes a better playmaker he understands when to pass out when to kick out uh when to get the ball and get it back right like he that understanding same with same with brown right he's not look always looking for the first shot anymore so that that's going to be my high when i when i think of when i think of a thorn when i think of like a really big thorn i think it's the 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 focus the focus in these um and it's just not not being able to be sustained for long periods of time Mm. right like we do ourselves a disservice when we play really well and get on these you know 70 runs, 100 runs, you know what I mean, get up double digits. Yeah. And then and then lose focus almost focus. instantly.
0: Instantly, it's, yeah.
1: It you know what I mean? Like right out of the timeout that the opposing the, the team call, calls. Yes. It feels like everything that you had done just kind of gets wiped away, and you're like, man, is this the same team that just went up to 13?
0: Ime has got the men in black pen. He's on the side like, <laughs> right. mind eraser Guys, <laughs> guys, you did a great job. I mean, I love the way that you were sharing the ball. I love the way we were hustling. Now I just need you to look at this.
1: <laughs> White flash. Yeah. You're
0: like, Hi, I'm Brad Stevens. Go out there. Have fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of. It's aggravating as a fan because obviously you know you're playing it's the NBA, right? You're not going to every game is not going to be up double digits by the you know what I mean like you're going to have the other the opposing team is especially in the playoffs is going to be good enough to go on runs where they shorten the lead. But when it's when it's plays like you don't understand pick and roll defense, right? Like whenever Robert Williams is out on the floor last night, I wanted to cringe because for some reason, I, I think he forgot that he was second-team All-Defense because he was, like, crowding up on the pick-and-roll and not covering his man and, you know, leaving pick-and-roll guys and leaving wide, wide open. open, yeah. Um, you know, bringing the ball down and getting swiped at it when he's on offense right near the hoop. Um, just not running back in time. It was just like when players get into that, same with Tatum, right? There was a stretch when... Uh, we were up, and Miami was kind of getting back into a rhythm and getting uh, getting some shots up. They were going in, and Tatum misses a layup, a like point-blank layup off a transition. Is on the ground. He doesn't get back in time. Old depot hits a three on the other end, right? So it's four on five. Then they come back again, and uh, someone misses. Tatum gets the rebound. He just doesn't even think to put it back down and bring it back up like with the strength. He just puts it up, it goes across the backboard. It totally misses the rim. Uh they he's on the ground. He's not picked himself up in like a minute
0: cuz he's they went, go Yeah.
1: They uh, he go back, Butler
0: gets a layup and one or something like that. Or Butler at that's least five gets five points. That's five that's a five point swing right there because so, you yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, well, well I mean, yeah, straight and I, on, uh, to your point on that lack of focus. I think that's when we got into trouble with complaining to the refs. Mm-hmm. Why are we throwing our hands up and jogging back? I mean, really, why are we doing that? And that's, that's again, a lack of focus. You just forgot about your objective. You're going to whine to this guy about a call that you didn't get. What is he going to do? Blow the whistle after the fact? No. You missed it. You missed the call. And I was actually talking to my dad about this, too. So. But that's he's seen, you know, the Larry Bird days. Um, I am. I'm a I'm a brisk 23. So um, the thing that we were talking about, though, is how how watching these players complain for calls is actually affecting how kids play basketball today. And I say kids, myself included. Uh, I'm starting to see. So I started a new league with a new team. And this is no disrespect to anybody, but it was just an observation. People are playing the refs like these NBA players do when they don't get a call after an egregious play, either they drove into traffic and they lost the ball thought they got, you know, hit or picked or they go and they want a shooting foul or whatever. They literally will start throwing their hands up and then screaming at the ref and, and and thinking that that's going to change anything. And my biggest gripe and the biggest thing that I've told people on my team and I just, I will straight up just yell at you. I will say, do not play for the call, get your butt back on defense it's not going to change a thing. And you yelling at the ref, because these are also people and they have a big influence on how the game goes, you yelling at this, this, this ref who's probably paid minimum wage and doesn't really want to be here is only going to make it worse for us. I'm starting to see that that part of the NBA culture start to permeate streetball and things like that. People just whining and complaining to, tr- to try to get these calls, and it's infuriating.
1: Yeah. When we talk about specifically the NBA, the one thing that happens when 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 people kind of yell about calls to the rest and stuff is it feels like it's the calls that you like you obviously did something wrong while while you were you know while that play was happening and then they don't you get the no call and you complain about it when really you're complaining about yourself, right? When I see when I saw a lot of these Celtics kind of you know putting their hands up and stuff like that, the calls that they were yelling about a lot of them were, were calls that didn't correlate with them being aggressive, right? It feels like whenever they get a call, they're not going back and trying to make the ref make a call. They're, they're doing things that obviously like, you know what I mean? Wouldn't get a call or it's going to be tough knowing, you know, the pedigree of these players, like smart with his, you know, flopping and things like that, ah. and Tatum with his, like, you know, his, like, always putting his hands up and stuff like that. If you're not, if you're not getting into a position where you're forcing the ref to make a call, then that's on you, right? And it felt like a lot of the plays, and a lot of times, what happens is we kind of when this is a part of losing focus is we kind of lose focus at being aggressive, getting to the rim. You know, ball movement, obviously, one person can't always get to the rim with the good of defense like Miami, but ball movement to get as close as possible and then, you know, pump fakes to get to the rim to, you know, get a call. Those are the calls that the refs will have to make. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if it's away from the bat, 30 feet away from the basket and you get stripped or you miss a wide open shot and you fall to the ground, that's your immediate action is falling to the ground. Refs aren't going to call that, especially in a game seven, especially in a game as uh, important as this one. Mm -hmm. So... If you're, I, not I, and I do trenches. actually appreciate
0: about the refs too. And just in the, just a quick side tangent, yeah, yeah, I know that some of the calls were not great, but some of the calls I really liked on both sides. They were letting the guys play defense. If Miami yeah. or Boston straight up went like this, they were yeah. not calling that. If they didn't come down and they didn't jump into their guy, they didn't call that. And again, they would the players would complain. But I thought that that was a really great decision, just in terms of overall roughing, because now. Uh, Now somebody's out in transition. Now you have a whole play that's developed from not stopping the game anyway. So yeah, keep going. Well, yeah. And I also thought
1: most of the, the body on body, like when you're kind of uh, restricting, you know what I mean? You're just kind of clamping up on somebody. I felt like those weren't called too. So most of the fouls that I was, you know, I was like, this is kind of ridiculous where the flopping on the floor, the, you know what I mean? A lot of the times when, you're trying to get that call to happen it's an immediate like you get to the floor and you push off you know you want you want to show that you hit hit the floor you're trying to when they're really looking for are you getting to a spot where you're trying to get contact right and it's close and it's easier to do that close the closer to the rim that you are so if you're trying to get contact on jump shots 30 feet from the rim or when you stop your dribble and you kind of flail your arms out because you get a double team you're not going to get those calls as many times as you would if you were in and you miss a layup with like two people around you or you pump fake right near the hoop and kind of someone falls on top of you because they they go for it right so Mm -hmm. that's what i feel like with the celtics is when smart or especially this happens more with smart is he's still going for the three and what's working for him is when he goes to the rim, he bodies up and he gets the call or he is able to get to the rim and at least get the two, right? Cause he has that body. When you work out like that, you like, especially the way Tatum and Brown, they're able to, to, to balance in the air, to find their balance oh, in the yeah. air. And, yep. and same with smart, right? Like the ability to stay grounded, but also go up when needed. Like that should be an asset for you in these series, for getting calls. Mm-hmm. But they they continue to want to get calls away from the room, and it's just aggravating sometimes that that happens. So, I think yeah. that it's all it's all part of that lack of focus. You, you understand what's working when it's happening, and then once you're kind of removed from it, they just kind of forget, right? When if Miami were to go on a three or four point run, it feels like they forget what they want. They just want the quick point. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh, we need to stop. And you see this a lot. It, hap- and it happens very quick. It happens often, but to the success of the Celtics when, like, uh, the Miami goes on, like, a, like, they get a two and then they get a three and then Tatum comes down and drills a three, right? Right. So it, wor- it worked that time where it's like, okay, they stopped the bleeding for a little bit, but... That's, that can't be enough it's got to be it's got to be closer to the rim they got to start inside out and I feel like this team is built to play inside out but when they get in their own head they play outside in and then it starts to unravel a little bit for them so
0: when they get in their own head they they stop moving the ball and that's my biggest thing so that so if I'm going to go just quickly through my rose and thorn I I'm, yeah. my rose is I will give this I will absolutely give the Celtics credit for their mindset six and oh following a loss we did not mm. let ourselves win two yeah. lose two in a row yeah we we only in the buck series did we let us well nets aside too but you know every time we lost we're like okay we're coming back and that is tough to do i will give them all the credit in the world for that and i want to credit udoka for that i want to i want to credit you know Jason and Jalen for yeah. being those leaders. I want to credit Grant Williams for being vocal, and I want to credit everybody in the team for buying into that because it's not it's not easy to do. You know, you go down three two against Milwaukee, you go down two one against Miami. I mean, th- those are tough situations. You know, You're, you it's hard it's hard to bounce back, but for them to stay in that in those games, those bounce back games, including this one, a lot most of the games were like it's great to watch because they are coming out and they're coming out hungry. Some of them were blowouts. That's great to see. So that is my rose, my thorn. Uh, yeah, like like the lack of focus cuz there was there was a lot to like offensively. There was a lot to like defensively. Yeah, yeah, I just think overall. But yeah, it's a lack of focus. I mean, if you can't take care of the ball, mm, turnovers max, I think that's a good one. I mean, that, that really, that, huge. that really, it was huge. I mean, huge. And that's how you start swinging the game. And that's how you saw Miami is going to capitalize off of that. Some games Miami would have, I mean, that game three, they had, they had 30 points off of turnovers. Yeah.
1: 30 that can't points happen. off the of turnovers can't, can't happen. happen. Can't 24 happen. 24 itself.
0: We even saw against the bucks too. We, we, we turn the ball over a lot and they would get points. They'd run out in transition, give it to Giannis, give it to whoever. Boom cool, now you just swung it again. Not only did you not score on this end, now you've lost, you know, they were able to on the other side and they got an easy transition bucket. And I'm the biggest proponent of transition baskets. So like that, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: not even, okay, this isn't a turnover per se, but also what are you doing off of misses, right? It felt like a lot of the transition buckets too. Yeah. Well, follow your shot, but also are you getting back in time, right? Okay, you may miss really badly, but if if you're Tatum, you gotta get up. You gotta you gotta hustle. You gotta hustle your ass down the court, because if you're you know you set you're one of the people that sets the tone defensively. Now I expect you to play good defense the way you've played over the second half of the year. So if you're not back on defense because you know you missed really badly and it's in your own head. That's just not going to work, right? So how are you how are you playing off of misses? Are you getting Are you making them go into a half court set, or are you allowing an easy transition bucket because you're not down the court? And so that's something to look for uh, coming up in this NBA Finals. Max is kind of how 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 do you think they're going to play? What what kind of what do you think they've learned from? Over the course of the playoffs, kind of these this path they've taken, and uh, it's going to be interesting to to figure out if they're up for it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a great it's a great time, it's a great opportunity right now to just kind of preview that. So, if we yeah. look at, I I just want to compare and contrast here the you know the Warriors and the Celtics. But one thing I want to look at is I believe the Warriors had one of the easiest playoff schedules and that the mm. Celtics had one. I mean, and in, in, in some people are going to argue, and they're going to say the Warriors are that good where they beat them. But if we look at the teams that they had to play, right, you had to play a hobbled Nuggets. And I'm going to consider that I'm hobbled until they get a second star, which they don't mm-hmm. have. Aaron Gordon's mm-hmm. not it. You played a hobbled Nuggets. <laughs> Jokic can only do so much. Again, when his guards and, and, and Will Barton, as somebody who he's counting on for scoring, when they stop showing up, what is the man to do? Jokic can only do so much. He is one guy. And we can see that Superstar Power doesn't win you. It can win you a game, can't win you a series. Yeah. Uh, so they play a hobbled nuggets. Gentlemen sweep. All good. Next, they play uh was it Grizz? They played yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies. Good team. First two games. You know, it was again very physical, very brutal. A lot of beef going on there, a lot of ejections. But then you lose John ja Morant in what? Game three? Yeah.
1: Uh Game three or four, because I'm pretty game sure he didn't play
0: the Yeah, he didn't play the last two games and they lost both of them.
1: Oh no. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. Game three, they won one. Remember? I was like, how did they win
0: They won, well they ended up taking another one without Ja. Yeah. So I, almost a gentleman's sweep, uh, Warriors and six. But again, it's it's a Grizzlies team without their star player. And although they had other guys to, you know, step up and 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 create shots and shoot well. Um, you know, again, Dylan Brooks had a heck of a game when when Ja was out. He had to shoot like 30 shots but you know but again what it's I would say it's an easier team right it's a young it's a young team they don't yeah. have the playoff experience and they're playing yeah. against the Splash Brothers and Draymond yeah then you have the Mavs I, again a gentleman's sweep I knew the Mavs weren't going to do anything that all they have is Luka all they have is Luka and they beat the unfocused Suns because the Suns beat themselves yeah. You know, I'm not taking anything away from the Mavs, right? They played really good basketball, but they still have such glaring weaknesses that were blatantly exposed by the Warriors that you wonder how did they beat a team that won 64 games this season?
1: Well, you talk about the Mavs in that. I was, I, I've been saying this for a while, or since um the Sun since Series ended. Since, <laughs> since the Sun Series ended. <laughs> and um it's that the golden state warriors are just a better version of the the Mavs. you know i mean they're more seasoned smaller yeah so they have they they have three they have three guards that play really well together that understand the moment or at least the team understands the moment pool obviously for his first time but um he's definitely stepped up and he's he's as good of a guard as you know if you put up Curry, Thompson, Poole, and Luca Brunson, Dinwiddie. You obviously picked the Warriors three, right? So there's a better uh, I don't know,
0: dude. Laser pointed at Earth. Fate of the planet on the line. I'm going with the Mavs trio. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah, have a yeah. sense of humor. Um, if you take if you take the...
1: <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: we're just discovering it now. I, it's come back to me. The light is, light is back in my eyes i'm home again uh yeah no, no i mean exactly what you said you would you're gonna take the warriors trio 10 out of 10 times sorry
1: yeah and then the way kavon looney played in that series uh to step up when, he
0: went dummy yeah
1: to step up and when you see what what the the maps had on the other side they're playing. Reggie Bullock and Maxi Kleber on him. And he was, he's to be really stepped up. Like he's like, he's a good serviceable big man. Obviously I don't expect uh, him to do the same the 20 thing. Point game the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. And, and against the Celtics he, like, I don't expect him to, to do the same thing. But when someone like a, a Mavs, who's lacking a true big man can't hold him. Right. He's height, And he's a, he's a, he's a pro right? he's been in the league. So, to uh to kind of push that to the side, right? Be like, oh, okay, yeah, well, we just have to care about the other three. When Kavon Looney's getting 20 on you, right? Like, like the Mavs built that way and that kind of that same focus, right? The only way they could combat the Warriors was if they shot out of their minds every game,
0: right? Which they did once. That when was it. Did,
1: if they don't shoot really well. Right? If Luca Brunson and we talked about this, if Luca Brunson and Dinwiddie don't all play really well, if they're role if they don't have at least one role player that's playing well, like a Kleba or a Bullock or a Davis uh, Bertans. Yeah, Bertans, right?
0: <laughs> Bertans is you, a fraud, I'll say it.
1: Yeah. Man, I thought he was I, he was for a while a really pivotal piece off their bench coming off the trade for Porzingis. Yeah. And he really yeah. ghosted them in the last couple of games. So It's what he does. It's what he does. Yeah, he he went back to Wizards Bertans when oh uh, yeah. I don't even yeah. know like everyone is getting
0: minutes over him. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they, they, they put Boban in before they put him. Yeah, in. exactly. And obviously, yeah. I'd love to see Boban in before him. So oh, I love Boban. I love. Boban. Why do we have coasters?
1: Nobody uses them. <laughs> how, how many goldfish in my hand? <laughs> uh, he's like three hundred. He's like one, two. He's like counting them all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! no I bet the Mavs is that if they don't shoot really well, they can't yeah. win games. And that's what it is. I mean, the Mavs are are very close. They were coached very well by Kid. Kid actually did a good job. Yeah. And you had a little bit of, but it was mostly Luca Ball. And again, yeah. this playoffs has proved that superstar power will only get you so far. I mean, if you look at Giannis and the Bucks, right? Giannis is fantastic. You have a second star in Drew Holiday. You have good role players, but if they don't perform and they don't shoot well, i.e., the Bucks game seven, where they were four for 30. Yeah, so uh, there's nothing that you can there. do, and they, and then all of a sudden, Giannis, when the pressure starts mounting, he's missing his bread and butter. Mm, yeah, you can't rely on one guy. It's got to be a team effort. Uh, so I want to contrast that road, right? So basically, the point being is that the Warriors had a pretty relatively easy schedule, nothing that they couldn't handle, and any time that they lost, they bounced back, and they 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 lost what four games. Twice.
1: Uh, two yeah, twice against games. the
0: Grizzlies yeah. once against the Nuggets and once against the Mavs they lost four times lost four Celtics times. had to go through two game sevens and rightfully so right I don't think anybody expected to sweep in the first round but regardless I mean if we had lost game one it's it would have been a totally different outcome mm-hmm. I, I, I I know because then Katie and Kyrie are in it yeah you know I didn't expect the sweep, but that was still a hard-fought series. It was a hard-fought series, and the Nets didn't want to go away. Nets didn't want to go. Nets almost won Game Two as well. Mm-hmm. So, Nets—that's a heck of a team. That is that is that is. They were a championship favorite. You can look at clips from this year that people saying Stephen A. Smith. He's like the Nets are in the conference finals. You could paint me blue and call me Dave, like you know <laughs> something random. People expected them to win. Now you have the championship, the title defenders in the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis, one of the most prolific players we've ever seen, goes to seven games because they are a good team. And the Celtics got the crap beat out of them. Then you go against the Miami Heat. Well, both teams didn't shoot as well as they normally do. And both Mm. hobbled. Still a good team. And you have Jimmy Butler, who's that guy. And you have so many threats in Miami. So many threats in Miami goes to game seven I mean the Celtics have fought to get to where they are now while the Warriors just kind of waltzed in
1: but Big do you difference. think but do you think now now that we're kind of at square one for the finals is that a is that a detriment in a sense to the Celtics having played so many more games than the Warriors have and you know you got some people hobbled like smart he's still he still hobbled. Robert Williams is still hobbled. You know, Tatum still has the shoulder thing, right? You know, Al Horford, he's played a lot of minutes. He's got a lot of miles in these playoffs. How do you How do you think they come into game one?
0: Well, it's at home, which is great.
1: No, it's on the road.
0: I thought Celtics were going to get the... I, I thought Celtics I think- were going to get home court advantage because they had a better record.
1: Yeah, they're playing at they're playing at Golden State.
0: Oh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a tough. Uh, it's tough.
0: We probably lose game one. It's tough. But it, we understand- need those. That we need. Yeah, we need to. They're the I'm second. I think-
1: they're the second best uh, defensive team. Like we talk about the Celtics being the best defensive team in the league. Golden State's number two. So yeah. they understand how to how to defend teams. They got length. They got athleticism, right? We just played two games coming off of literally 14 games, 14 straight games, right? Hard-fought battles, people getting hurt, having to come back early. Like, it's going to be tough. I feel like we definitely these next couple days before game one is going to be huge in terms of rehab, in terms of being able to get right, you know, understand the assignment and and get the get your bodies right as much as possible but sometimes so like i've you know I've, we've heard the theories max of you know you don't want to like especially this happens, this happens more in football where people are like oh no you want to the person that just played last is you know they're in a role they're in the momentum like it but it, it doesn't always go that way right sometimes you need the rest so but there is also a thing of, you know, how much race is too much, right? Like where you get taken out of rhythm. You haven't played. And like the Warriors, when was game six? It was uh, it was at least a week ago, right?
0: Uh, was, I believe so. I think it was the 26th. I think it was the 26th. No, it was game five. Yeah, it was game five. I think it was on the 26th. Game five, Yes. Right. Yes, that's when it was. So four uh, days ago. So yeah. So
1: they won't have played until June 2nd.
0: So twenty-fourth yeah, so Ju- it's just a week. Okay. A long time, though. It's it's
1: seven, eight, it's uh, it's like eight, eight, nine days. So, like, I guess that's helpful. Yeah, this. I mean, if they were playing, if they had, if they had swept, and it'd yeah. been like nine, maybe. ten days.
0: Yeah, nine, ten days. Yeah.
1: Then it would have been like okay, maybe. But a week is normally like kind of my cutoff of. That's a good <laughs> amount of
0: rest. I and feel you're like you're going to be able to find your rhythm in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, no, sorry, okay. I, I agree with you. I think, I think the Celtics being hobbled. I mean, you see Rob Williams, I think Rob Williams didn't play well last night. they even said afterwards, that he's playing through pain. He's yeah. playing through a lot of pain. His knee is messed up and we need to have all of our pieces there. Yeah. Tatum's got the shoulder stinger Brown. I'm always worried about his hamstrings smart with the ankle, you know? And like you mm-hmm. said, Horford guys durable, but you know, you don't want to, you don't want to run that risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's gonna be a tough series. I'm not gonna make any predictions because I because I, I, I can't afford to. I think the Warriors have a really good shot. I think the yeah. Celtics have a shot, you know. Uh, if the Celtics shoot well, continue their team basketball play, and you really like clamp down on the Warriors. I mean, you know Steph and Clay and Poole and Draymond, they're all gonna get their stats, they're all gonna get theirs. Um, and they're a team too. Yeah. And they're hard they're hard to dislike. Uh they have just good vibes, good energy, and that's they all trust and love each other, and that's great to see. Um it's a very likable Warriors team. I feel like
1: in a couple of without years. Without
0: Katie the Snake.
1: <laughs> yes. But also But also you look at kind of the resurgence of this team and how how they've taken players that you wouldn't think would have like real roles on championship contenders. Like remember how we're talking about Andrew Wiggins? a couple of years ago when he was in Minnesota and it felt like he was just never going to be able to fulfill that number one overall stature and that he was going to be a really good scorer. I forgot about Wiggins. Yeah. He was going to be a really good scorer, but it felt like where he was in the mentality that he had, he was going to be more of an ISO player. Uh, it just it just didn't work, right? Now you look at how he's playing in Golden State, and he's he's incredible on the defensive end. His athleticism is still there, posterizing right? people. He is perfect for this team because as a number one, it's tough to get your own shot all the time. And he just it, it felt like it wasn't for him. But then to be able to play off of Steph and to be play off of uh, Clay. He became an all-star, albeit we've talked about that. Not a starter, but he, he, but he became an all-star.
0: Those the- GDK-pop stars. <laughs> <laughs> They're ruining everything you know, but not for the reasons you'd expect. <laughs> no,
1: we need, no we, need, we need to pay Bam Bam and get uh, Rob Williams some votes next time.
0: Why isn't Bam? We Bam slip to... him some cash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why am I paying Bam Imagine Bam? Rob to get Williams
0: being a, a, an all-star starter—that doesn't even make sense in my book. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense to me. But but your 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 point still stands is that he he was playing at a level where, despite the fraudulent voting, he could still be considered. Yeah, and also like in the if he was he, a, was he had a great year.
1: If he was a reserve, people wouldn't have batted an eye. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's playing incredible yeah. defense. He's still he's shooting the ball really well, Max. That's something that Wiggins has struggled throughout his career, consistently being able to shoot high percentages. But he's doing that in those playoffs. You know, players like Otto Porter, uh, Toscano Anderson, Poole, uh, Moody, Kaminga, they have they have a, a like an eclectic selection of guys that on on a normal warriors team, it felt like they kind of built with with veterans and they just it's like they they you know what I mean, like the Brad makers and the the Iguodalas were like the Brad huge want makers. but yeah, you know what I mean, like it felt like that's how just how they kind of ended their bench and stuff. This team is full of youth still. like Wiggins is still relatively young, even though he's been in the league eight years. So this team is young. This team gets at it, right? You saw how the you saw how they played, in, even in the loss, right uh, against Dallas, they were down what twenty six or something like that, and Wiggins and um sorry Moody and Kuminga, like brought them back to like single digits. You know what I mean? So they they play like they don't know what's right from wrong, what's veteran from rookie. Like they they just play because
0: it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't yeah. matter. Because it doesn't matter because they are a team. Mm-hmm. And they all trust each other. And imagine that. Imagine your superstars being like, all right, Rooks, you take the reins right now. Yeah. And trust them to go off. And they do. Because all these guys, they're in the NBA for a reason. You could trust any of these players really to start going off. And they can. And that's, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to look at the Celtics, too. I mean. Yeah. At this point, Shrey, and I love it. We have proved that we are a good, a really good team. 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 It's a good team. It's a good team. And you're not gonna, they're not gonna go away. The mentality this year is different. I mean, the talent is different. People have developed. People have grown. Everybody's better. And we got a good coach. We don't have white bread Stevens anymore. I will say, him
1: as a GM though, that's where Getting that's-
0: Derek White. Getting the Buffalo on our squad. Oh. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Dude, the Miami Heat couldn't
1: handle the Buffalo. He was really – and I, I I, kept this mentality. Even though I struggled with him shooting threes and – he, like he, he hit, he him, hit him, last him last night. He hit him last night. He hit him last two nights. But over the course of the playoffs, he's been kind of – he's been really bad at three-point shooting. And over the year, he's been kind of iffy, right? He's not a great three-point shooter to begin with. He's like a 30, but he, but 31%. He takes good
0: shots. He only takes good shots.
1: But – to have a guy off your bench, right? When Smart goes out, or to have him in a set with Smart. To have a guy off your bench that can body up bigger guards, forwards, can uh, has really like really good high hand eye coordination, ability to strip the ball, ability to get into passing lanes, and some of the passes that he makes too. You're like, you're like, like I almost am like, oh no, because I've never seen a Celtics bench player pass that well. I'm sorry. I've never seen it. I I just, I expect Celtics bench players to just always make mistakes. Like the Carson Edwards and the Brad Wanamakers and the, you know what I mean? Like I just expect it at this point, but to see some of the pinpoint passes, to see him move the ball, to see him slash. And he, he gets to the rim. He makes the floaters. He makes, you know what I mean? He makes tough shots and he makes all his free throws too. That's something that's like a uh, steady... Jalen
0: Brown, uh, Jalen Brown.
1: <laughs> man, when you missed those two free throws, man, I was so sad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but like to have a guy like that, right? Like when I talk about the, the Warriors youth movement, we have our own youth movement. Yeah, Williams, the Williams, like both Grant and Time Lord, right? Although mm-hmm. Grant needs to step it up offensively. He's not hitting his open threes anymore, and he needs, to, he needs to get back to doing that.
0: He just needs to have the confidence to shoot him because I yeah. know that he can't. We know that he can. Yeah. It's just you You see, though, and he lapsed in the Buck series, too. You can see that at certain games, if he's not locked in and he's not trusting himself to shoot those, yeah. he's going to miss. Either he's not going to shoot or he's just going to miss them. He needs to just be confident in his shot, and then we're good to go. But, well, yes, it, I agree.
1: It affects him defensively, too, because he gets into early foul then trouble. He's out he's out trying it, to, yes. He tries to overcompensate on defense. Um. Yeah. So Grant Williams, Rob Williams, Derek White is relatively young. He's I think he's like 26, 27,
0: right Peyton Tatum, Pritchard, Brown. Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett, <laughs> but all those yeah. other guys on the bench,
1: <laughs> Malik Fitz, yeah, but Pritchard too. I'm, 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 I'm obviously the other people you know
0: love them. Even JT and JB are still yeah. in their twenties.
1: So it's like when we talk, when you talked about you know rookie or not, you play as a team, right? The youth movements can still work. It's just how 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 much do you want it? And are you playing your game? Are you playing as a team? And we found out that it, it really trumps a lot of things. You know, even if you have a lot of veteran presence, championship presence, right? We figured out that playing as a team can still get over that no hard no matter how hard the the challenge is. And there's the biggest challenge of it all. You have the youth. You have the 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 veterans, and you have the championship presence, all wrapped into one in this
0: next team that you're playing. Yeah. So this is like the final boss. I'm 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 incredibly. You're right. It is the final boss. It's, it's the, the final, final boss. boss. It's, it's the four headed dragon. It's yeah. the three three Splash Brothers. I'm including Poole in this. The Death lineup. Yeah. And then Draymond. Yeah. The guy. The guy makes an impact whether you like it or not. He's a spark plug. He's a vocal leader. He's a guy who keeps people in the game. And, yeah, he gets a little hot-headed. Sometimes you need that. And he makes plays. He's not, he's not a scorer any, mm-hmm. anymore. I don't think he ever was, like, a scorer. But he doesn't need to be. He just makes plays and plays good defense. And then they yeah, run I the agree. offense through him. He's basically run the, the de facto point
1: guard because he gets the ball at the top of key and understands where the ball needs to move understands you know what screens are happening, where Steph is gonna be, where Clay is gonna be more like like the back of his hand, right? That's how long those guys have been playing. So he's really he's really the key. He's really how they get their offense going is when he's making the right plays, Steph and Clay all they have to do is shoot and they don't really have to think about anything. So getting to him is going to be the toughest challenge of all. Like obviously, closing out on shooters is going to be a real tough challenge in the series. How quick the releases are, but getting to Draymond oh. Green and make and not making him comfortable being a playmaker is going to be the toughest challenge. Grant Williams can do it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's. I think he'd be up for the challenge. That's someone that he can he can really put his body into and and affect the game. Grant Williams is going to be a defining moment. Is guarding Draymond Green so.
0: We'll see how that goes. But he, he guarded Giannis. He guarded Kevin Durant. Yeah. He, he's guarded Bam and Jimmy. He's done it for me. Horford, he's done it for Hor- me.
1: Horford, Horford, and, oh, Horford. Horford and Grant. Horford and Grant.
0: Dad, Dad Horford. Dude, Dad Daddy Horford. D Horford. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he.
1: <laughs> I love that moment, dude, when he put the hand up and. that's was like, the other thing go? Too that- Where did that block go?
0: I don't know. Oh, man. That's the other thing, too, that I got to say about these playoffs. There's so many great moments. So many great moments with the Celtics. It's specifically like that Marcus smart hand thing where him and like Brown.
1: Brown. He's like pointing to the head of Brown comes up and is staring at it with him.
0: <laughs> that uh, the Jason Tatum, like angry face there's I've been on the Celtics subreddit frequently. Um, and it's also fun to go on Miami heat. Their subreddit started blaming their fans saying that they had no energy and no heart. I didn't even know Miami had fans. Uh, I thought they were all just there casually, but you know what they—you know what I've
1: seen—they started blaming is that Max Druse, uh three that they took back. Um, the guy, the guy was literally out of bounds. But everyone is like, "Oh well, if it took you five minutes to figure it out, then you shouldn't have. Like, it should have happened quicker." And no. Spolstra, like, I, like Spolstra came out and he was like, oh, "It didn't affect how we played the game, but they took it off when Boston was already on a run." And that lead that they had that went to 10, went to 13. And it was like, so I'm like, yeah, they took it off late. But you're bringing like, and you're saying the right thing of like, yeah, it didn't affect the game. But I, we would, we would crap on Celtics fans if they made that same argument because they lost. You know what I mean? Like we would be like, we would be like, if people are complaining about a missed three, right? Then what's the point? Like what? So the other forty-seven point nine minutes didn't matter, but that one second where the three didn't got taken off the board matters now. So it's like that's not like you know what I mean. Like, and there was also still time left in the game. Yeah, and you also lost by four. You didn't lose by three. So it's like the people that are like, I saw, I saw one of those like NBA uh, twitters was like, you know, the max drews three was taken off. Celtics win by four like did it like what should it
0: have happened
1: you know what i mean it's like uh i mean if the three didn't really
0: count then i'm gonna say two things i'm gonna say two things the first thing being is that when i looked at that review in his foot i don't care about the, the the height of his heel if his heel is literally over where the painted line is his foot you know sometimes your arms can go over that out of bounds zone again you know all that stuff I would consider that on anybody really out of bounds. A lot of times you'll have a close call where a guy like looks like he steps out, but again his heel is up and they'll still call it. If your heel is over that line, that's essentially out of bounds. You are far enough back to make it questionable. And There, I mean, there's enough space where there's enough to play. So in my book, that's out of bounds. That's been called on the Celtics, like some very questionable out of bounds calls, especially in the Bucks series. I remember. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I will say too um, is that. In these championship, in these playoff runs, there is stuff that happens. You have to take into account the refs. You have to take into account injuries. You have to take into account all of this stuff. The Warriors didn't win three finals because uh, nothing. Like th- there were key injuries throughout every single one of those wins that affected them getting to the finals, and that's just for any team. I mean, yeah. if you think about if you think about Toronto's victory, people try to take that away from them because they're like, "Oh, Katie wasn't hurt, and then Clay didn't get hurt, yeah, maybe." But they did. That's just what happens. I mean, well, LeBron won in 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 2016. I mean, throughout that whole, not just the Warrior series, but to, for him to get up there, there were key things that had to happen. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the, you, you people don't you, take into account the luck, really, that goes into getting to the end. It's yeah, at the end, like those are
1: the breaks, right? Like whatever, whatever happens at the end of the day, as long as you put in a good effort. You kind you you have to you you have to take into account the full spectrum of the game when you're saying it right. Yeah, calls would have gone like like it's we can in the moment you're like pissed off about a call or things like that. But when we're talking about it like this, when like when we're when we're conversing about it on the podcast and stuff, you have to take into account all the other missed opportunities too. So. I, I never tried to, like, it's tough, but after after some, you know, calming down, I never try to, like, put it on one play that caused the game because everything else made it go the way it did until that point, right? So if you're saying that there was no other chance to put a game away or uh, get a lead other than uh, uh foot on the line or... Jimmy Butler, was it a good decision to take the three or not? Which we haven't actually gone over. What do you think about that three?
0: It was what it was. I don't know.
1: I think it was, honestly. It was a clean look. I think it was a clean look. He should have taken it. The one thing was him, right? Like, he's played every minute. He played every minute. He played like 47 minutes to that point. It happened with 17 seconds left. He short-rimmed it. He the legs. He just didn't have the tired. legs at that point. Yeah. He was just tired. Yeah, it at was that a point. good yeah, it was a good shot. Yeah. The clean look, right? If you had a player like Hero or Robinson that you could count on at that moment, probably could have gone in a different uh in a different way. You probably he would have been up one at that point. So but you had to count on Jimmy, and that kind of hurt him at the
0: end. But 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 Michael Jordan has missed game winners. Oh, for sure. I'm I mean, not it, kidding, it happens. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it, it happens. I mean, and Jimmy, Jimmy's hit some crazy shots throughout this series. He's that guy. Oh, you, you, know, you know, he's, know he's coming I mean. angry next year.
1: You know, he's, he's going to be a Jimmy Butler revenge tour next
0: year. Yeah, well, if the dude, no, this is the Celtics revenge tour. This, oh, is, this is the Celtics ce- revenge tour. Oh, I was again, saying next year. Well, you know, no, I know. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. He's going to be angry. If he can stay healthy, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: But the Celtics revenge tour, it's still going. It's still going. I'm excited to beat the Warriors.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, too. So we will uh, we will we will cap our experience off here today, folks. Uh, There is more playoffs basketball to be seen. You have not heard the last of the amateur hour boys. And as long as the Celtics are still in the playoffs, this mustache will stay on my face. (laughs) And the ladies will stay far away from me.
1: (laughs) Are you kidding? No, they got to keep coming closer to see the stash.
0: That's the only way they'll see yeah, it. because right? they can't see it. You know? <laughs> every time I, every time my mom looks at me, she's like, "Cheese ball, cheese ball." Cause she, you know, because I send her pictures of it. I'm like, "Ma, look at the stash." And she's like, "That looks terrible." She's like, "You look cheesy. You look dumb." <laughs> she boos
1: She's like, you. she she's like, she, boos, she
0: literally boos me. She downvotes every time I post in my thread. She's like, "Boo." <laughs> it's okay it's coming from a place of love it doesn't it doesn't actually hurt me it gives me more encouragement you know yeah it's that's how people become famous they just become divisive in some in some instances you know it's just people to react hair raising entertainment oh oh (laughs) oh I'm upset. (laughs) To quote the great Drake Drake. Drizzy. (laughs) I'm upset. All right. And with that, folks, you've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional pop-tart, 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 professional pop-tart by people who have rarely eaten pop-tarts. I'm your host, Max, along with... Treyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.